Okay, queen. And yes, I mean queen. Did you know that in chess, the most powerful piece that each player has as the queen is defined as the girl who's very important or successful at something. One who inherits the position by right of birth. I think it's crazy how all of these things are describing you. Just replace your name with queen in each of those statements and you'll see what I'm talking about. You defy the odds of what everyone thinks about you just by waking up every morning. To endure the things you've gone through and still go through is something to be proud of. But if I'm being honest, sometimes wearing the crown is exhausting. And that's okay. I'm here to unpack with you. So let's talk about it. Dear Queen Crew, Sometimes we have these crazy, intense emotions that we can't really explain. And it leaves us feeling alone. You know, I'm the only one dealing with this. No one understands what I'm going through. I just want to let you know you're not alone. And I'm going to get to this. But first, story time. So you guys remember my story from last week. I could have been a track star, but the one who will not be named with his actual name, Daniel, messed it up. And I was left with a swollen ankle and no field day and never being able to be victorious again. <laughs> but I don't think you guys understand fully why I didn't like him. I mean, I said it before. He was annoying. <laughs> He was always picking on me. He was always bothering me. It seemed like he was fascinated or something with the fact that I was black <laughs> or something. I don't know, maybe just because I look different. Because he didn't do that to anyone else. He was that annoying kid who raised his hand, talked about some, you forgot about the homework last night. I didn't think that was real until I met Daniel. <laughs> He was super, super annoying. He was like a know-it-all. It's just everything that was just, that could be annoying with someone, that was, that was him. But I didn't realize, or I wasn't bothered, I guess I should say. I, he didn't really phase me until this one incident happened. So, <laughs> let me take you guys back. So, you know, when it came to holidays, the whole class would get things. You know, if there was a Christmas party, everyone in the class had to bring one or two things and everyone would eat. No one would get left behind. It was that kind of vibe. I don't know why that doesn't carry on throughout all of school, <laughs> but that's how it was in elementary. So Valentine's Day specifically, um, you know, everyone gets a gram. Literally every single person in the room brings their own different little candy and it has people's name and everyone gets one. That's how it should be in life. <laughs> I felt like it didn't make you feel left out. You know, he likes me, she likes me. No, we didn't have to think about that because everyone is getting the same thing. <laughs> but... It was this specific Valentine's Day. And, you know, everyone was getting their things. And I'm, I went to the bathroom. I don't remember everything in specific detail. But I got up. I went to the bathroom. And when I came back, people were kind of still passing around their stuff. 
And so my desk is filled with a bunch of different candies. Oh, you know, Christine from this person. You know, you guys get it. The different stuff. And it was all on my desk. And then I have this one specific box. And I'm like, did everyone get this box? Because this looks like an expensive box. (laughs) And I'm looking at everyone's desk, and I'm the only one who got it. And I'm like, this is weird. (laughs) This is uncomfortable. And I just see everyone kind of like snickering, like, (laughs) you know, and talking and whispering to each other. And I'm just like, what what's going on here? Like what what is happening? And so I look at the box. It said to Christine from me. Who the heck is me? Like just put your name and keep it moving. Don't be weird. And I'm like me. Show yourself. <laughs> and I open it, and it's this these chocolates that were you know not the cheap dollar store chocolates. Okay, that was some quality chocolate. I think that was like Dove chocolate. Lindor chocolate, you know, like the good kind, the expensive kind. It was some of that, you know, I had other candies that were great, and it had like a little love letter, and the poetry was, it was, it was pretty good, okay? I'm not going to lie, my little third grade self <laughs> was reading it like, dang, like we got a whole Shakespeare in the class or something, like, and so I'm looking at the people that I actually like, you know, the boys I have a crush on, like, ooh, like, you know, and I'm kind of, like, blushing in my own way, like, this is, this feels kind of good, like, okay, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk to this person, it was this person, they were looking at me while I opened it, I, we're going to do this. So lunch comes around, (laughs) And I'm sitting down and I'm eating my candy, my expensive candy, my name brand candy, while everyone is eating lunch. And Daniel comes up to me and he was like, he looked extremely shy. You know, his face was red and he was kind of like being weird. And I always thought of him as, you know, the annoying boy, but I never really had any interactions with him because I thought he was annoying. (laughs) You know, I didn't really want to talk to someone who I thought was annoying. I didn't want to be mean. So I just avoided him. My mom always said, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. So I'm just not going to say anything. (laughs) So I'm sitting there and he just comes up to me with his red face and his sweaty palms. He was like, um, Christine, did you like the, the box that was on your desk? And I was like, yes. And, you know, I was going on. I was like, wow, that's weird that he's asking me. Like, yes, I loved it. You know, I felt like this. And I actually think it's this person. I actually think it's this person. He's like, oh, what if it's not? And I'm like, well, I don't know anyone else unless it's a girl. And he just looked at he's like, um, what if it was me? And I just started laughing. <laughs> and I just, I was, because I don't know why I was laughing. I guess I thought it was funny or something. But I just started laughing. And he was looking at me confused, like, why are you laughing? And I'm just like, I mean, was it you? And he was like, and his silence kind of answered the question. (laughs) I was like, oh, no, what just happened? And I went back to class, and everyone was just like, 
looking and snickering like, oh, you know, yes, yes, it was Christine and Daniel got her the box and all this stuff. And, and I just started feeling really embarrassed and they started doing that. Christine and Daniel sitting in a tree, that little song. And I was so embarrassed. And for the rest of the day, I just felt like this really uncomfortable feeling that I couldn't shake off. And that was the first time I ever experienced that. And I just was like, oh, oh. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable and I didn't like him. For the rest of the year, all the guys that I did like thought that me and him were like a thing, so they wouldn't talk to me even when I tried to. And it was just, uh, it was just all tragic. But I know that I'm not alone. A lot of people have had their moments where they feel embarrassed, especially maybe not this specific scenario, but someone did something and kind of like singled them out and it just made them feel really, really, really uncomfortable. And I didn't realize this until I had conversations with different people. And I'm like, yo, we all are kind of like relatable. Like we all have things where it's like, you don't know what it feels like to suffer this type of embarrassment. And then they're looking at you like, what? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Actually, let me tell you exactly how I do. I was having this conversation with someone and they were telling me like they speak in general. They kind of just say a bunch of things. They say their opinions as if they're facts and they let people prove them wrong. Yo, I'm the only person who feels like this. And until someone comes up to them, they're like, what? No, you're not. I did this. And most of the time it'd be something worse. Like, okay, now I understand. You're right. You feel like this too. And I feel like this makes us connected. Sometimes we have these strong emotions and we don't feel like it connects us. If, we're, if I'm joyful, if I'm laughing and I'm having a great time and someone is also laughing and having a great time and we're sharing this joke, it just makes us feel like we're bonding. But if I'm, you know heartbroken and someone else is heartbroken I'm like you're not better than me just because you're heartbroken sometimes it, it kind of just brings a wedge when in reality we all can relate and I had this revelation we're all feeling this way because our father felt this way I was listening to a sermon and he was like there is no new feelings Everything we feel now is because God felt it. We're feeling exactly what he feels, and it actually makes us closer to him. For example, being heartbroken. You think God wasn't heartbroken? We turn away from him all the time. Imagine having a child, and you're like, this jit looks just like me. This child has my exact face. That's scary and beautiful. You look like me and I'm happy and I'm caring for you and I'm so glad to call you mine. And every single time I say, come on, let's hang out. I'm here for you. You know, I'll give you money. I'm, I'm here, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm waiting for you to be here. And then they're just like, 
nope, don't want it. I'd rather hang out with my friend's mom. I'd rather do everything in the world except for be with you. After a point in time, you'll get heartbroken. He literally set his son down to die for us. He sacrificed his own because of us who don't even choose him. A lot of people even say, there's no God, there's no this. Do you imagine how heartbreaking that is? But it makes us close to him. You know the verse, God is near to the brokenhearted. Why? Because he understands how it feels to be heartbroken. Death, death is another one. Oh my goodness, imagine you did have that child. And your child ended up being one of the scholars. They love their mom. Okay, like one thing about them, they'll do their dirt, they'll do this, they'll do that, but they love their mom. They always come to you. They tell you everything you guys have, your your moments. You know, they're smart. They're they're on their way in life. You know, everything is just that you just have a great child. You love them. And then you have to sacrifice them for a bunch of people who don't care, don't acknowledge it. Some people don't even know. (laughs) Like, I think about things like the Emmett Till story or George Floyd or, you know, anything like that when your child gets killed, whether they were a good child or not. A child, my baby just died. And a bunch of people aren't even acknowledging it. I just want everyone to acknowledge it. I just want everyone to feel bad. But no one feels how I feel. God does. His son died for a bunch of people who forsake him every single day. Even us who knows Jesus, who's experienced the goodness of God. And, you know, we call on the name of Jesus in times of pain or in times of hypeness in church. And we forsake him all the time. We do a bunch of dirt, we steal, we lie, we commit adultery, you know, we masturbate and watch porn. And he's like, yo, what? (laughs) My son just died for you. Why are you doing this to me? You think he doesn't understand what it feels like? Or jealousy. And that's a... A verse that people say all the time, you know, when he was like, I'm a jealous God, because people are just confused, like, what do you mean you're a jealous God? But what? You're my child. I want you to want me. (laughs) Pay attention to me. And it's not like the people of the world who, you know, they go away or they have their moments. You know, everyone has their moments where it's kind of like, dang, like, I thought you would be there for me type of feel. He's literally always there, like every single time. There's never been a time where he wasn't. He's always been there. And he's like, why are you paying attention to Netflix more than me? Why are you paying attention to your boyfriend more than me? Why are you paying attention to your family more than me? Why aren't you spending time with me? And he gets jealous, just like me. I'm talking about myself. Everything I said is literally me. I'll I'll get jealous, you know? My boyfriend would go and, and talk to another girl. I see messages from other girls. I see him hugging another girl, and it makes me jealous. No, only me. Why are you doing that with other people? 
you're mine. Why are you doing this to me? Pay attention to me. Give me all my attention. Give it all to me. <laughs> oh, I just realized how clingy that sounds. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Still, maybe that just means God is a clingy God. <laughs> More revelation. Whatever. But he's a jealous God, just like we get jealous. Or depression. And that's me. That's like the main thing I talk about. That's like my story. I'll have these feelings of depression and I'm feeling so bad on the inside. I'm so sad. I'm like, I, I really just don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. Just take me away, God. Like, I'll just say a bunch of things and I'm like, I, I don't want to do this. And I love, I love... <laughs> You don't understand. I love the story of Jesus when he was in the garden. I think it was a Gethsemane. And he was praying and he was praying to God, praying so much that his, his tears are blood. Like, let this cup pass from me. To me, he was, he was depressed. <laughs> People think about it different. Oh, you know, he was scared or he was this and he was that. But every single time I read it, I feel so close to God every time. Every single time I, I read it, I'm like, Jesus was depressed. We always dress up Jesus. And I love saying this because I say it all the time. Jesus was a human. I know he's God. You know, there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He was God. He was this. He was that. But he became a man just to feel the things that we feel in human form. We can complain and say, you know, God is, he's up in the heavenlies. He gets, he gets praise from a bunch of angels 24-7. Like, all he hears is, you're great, you're holy. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Like, that's all he hears. But he came down in man form as Jesus. And Jesus just was in that garden like, yo, I don't want to do this. I know it's important. I know I can't get out of it, but I really want to. And to me, he was not, well, yeah, he was probably scared or like, yo, feeling the pain, like, yo, I don't want to do this. But to me, how I interpret it is he was really depressed. Like, yo, why do I have to be the one to do it? Even though he knew all the answers, he knew the answer he was going to get. <laughs> He knew everything. He still felt what was going through. Just like me. I'll be, you know, depressed or whatever. I'm like, yo, I don't want to do this. Why do I have to do this? Why do I can't? I know the answer. I know exactly <laughs> why. Even when I don't, I still know. Like, God is like, you're being used. You're a vessel that I want to use, you know. I'll still get encouraged, but on the inside, I'm like, yo, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here anymore. And I feel so close to him. And it made me stop and think. Every single time we feel these intense emotions is an opportunity for us to get closer to God. Just like you use all the opportunities when you're laughing with your best friend or you're laughing with someone who becomes your best friend because of those laughing because of the times that you shared where you guys were crying together, because you guys shared times that you were 
um, adventurous because you guys spent time in a car, in a park, speaking to each other, and it bonded you guys, and it made you guys become closer. That relationship that you have with your boyfriend, how did you guys become the way that you are? You were friends. You bonded. That's the same way that we do it with God. God, I'm feeling sad right now. Let's cry together because I know you understand how I feel. God, I'm so mad, bro. I'm, I'm hot. <laughs> I'm upset. Let's talk about it because I know how you know. You know exactly how it feels to be mad. Let's talk about it. Let's bond over this. Y'all, I'm happy. <laughs> I feel so much joy. I feel so much peace. Let's talk about it. Let's spend time together and just bask in this joy. Every single time that we do something, we feel an intense emotion, is a time for us to bond with God. Is a time for us to get closer to God. Every single time you feel these intense emotions, ask yourself, how do I feel? And how would God feel? What's a verse in the Bible? What's a story in the Bible that shows me how God dealt with this emotion? How can we bond right now? Whatever emotions we go through, God went through it. So allow those situations, allow those emotions to draw you closer to God. I love you guys. Here's truly. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hey Queens. I want to know how it made you feel. And be honest. Or maybe you want to ask me a question or leave a topic for me to talk about. I want it all. And I'm here for you. So hit me up. I want you to remember this. Wearing the crown does get heavy. But stand strong with your head up high and do it with confidence. There's purpose in your pain. And I'm so proud of you for moving forward. I love you. Until next time.